James Hake. This is the Hake Report. It is Thursday, January 6th, 2020. Live in hour four of Jesse Lee Peterson's stream on YouTube, DLive, Periscope, and Mixer. All Jesse Lee Peterson's channels. You can find them by going to jlptalk.com. And for my stuff, you can find my stuff by going to thehakereport.com. Actually, I link both places. Since Monday through Friday, I'm on Jesse's channels, streams. And then Sundays, I'm on my streams, so it's cool. And I have something special for you that I think we're going to be able to manage to play. We're black. (laughs) I include myself because I'm black on the inside, right? (laughs) But um, we're going to try to play. I say try. There is no try, right? We are going to play um, from courtesy of Fox 10 Phoenix. I don't know if they are aware that we're going to play it. But I'm going to be streaming President Trump's statement on this whole impeachment mess. Mess. (laughs) Um, Which is supposed to happen 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific. It is already 9. And of course, as is typical of all DC stuff, they're slight, you know, a little late. But they're ready. They're going to start streaming. So as soon as we see it coming... We'll switch over and play that so that you can catch it here on Jesse's stream slash The Hake Report show. All right? Very cool. So don't be switching over. We have Fox 10 Phoenix in the background. If, say, we're for asleep at the wheel, some of you are multitaskers, which doesn't exist, right? But some of you guys are watching both things. And um, you can do it in the chat and be like, hey, you guys are asleep at the wheel. But hopefully we won't be asleep at the wheel, meaning we won't um, not be paying attention and miss part of his speech or whatever. All right, so I wanted to just show that to you guys. And um, also, I if you were just watching the Jesse Lee Peterson show or listening to it, I loved President Trump's little statement that we played, Joel and Nick and Jesse Lee Peterson played, on the towards the end of the Jesse Lee Peterson show, end of the third hour, just ten minutes ago, less than ten minutes ago, it was so real. I knew that Trump was real, but I didn't expect him to be that real about people faking their religion and using it to attack him and stuff like that. I don't think he used using it to attack Trump, but we saw that fake impeachment thing, and I would thought right away of Mitt Romney. And then the second person I thought of was Nancy Pelosi being so-called prayerful. And it's so true. Those two people are so phony. And so he didn't name them that I know of at this National Prayer Breakfast, which is a great place. Great drama always happens at the National Prayer Breakfast. Isn't that where Ben, Dr. Ben Carson called out Barack Obama for pushing Obamacare on everybody? Disgusting. So that was beautiful. Um, 
And Trump even topped that moment, I think. Well, it was really good. Good statement. He called out them using their phony religion um, to hide behind. It's so real. By the way, my t-shirt is available on Teespring now, the Hake Report. It, the new design says right here, actually, it says the Hake Report. Just small. And I have, the, I have different designs, too. Curti- these are courtesy of Lock Your Door. Great designer. I recommend him if you ever, uh, I don't know if he does contracting work um, generally, but he's quite talented. Look at those designs. Cool, huh? A brighter version, a brighter red version. This is what I'm wearing now. And then the deeper, darker red, which I also like. I was scared that the brighter red version would look a little communist, but it really doesn't. You know, because of the color scheme. Red, black, white. And then I have, cool. (laughs) The cool t-shirt design. Curtis, well, it was envisioned by Mark, my friend Mark. Fan of the Jesse Lee Peterson, fellow fan of the Jesse Lee Peterson show, The Fallen State and Church. And then I also made other designs of the cool thing where I erased some of the white, uh, big white ink area and just made it black only, black ink only, or white ink only, but I erased some of the extra excess white so that maybe you don't like that feel of a lot of ink on your shirt, which is not too much. It's not, it's tasteful. It's not thick, thick ink. But anyways, you can see those in the corners. Their long sleeve shirt has just the black ink. And you can get any any t- style of shirt. I have all the shirt t-shirts available. Anyways, I want to get to a couple of calls before I get to Trump. At least one call before Trump starts talking. Um, and then I have other stuff, too. Um, I want to tell you about the Bond Sunday service, if you, in case you missed it, which was premiered from 2009, premiered um, last night on the Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. Check that out. But let me get to Matt out of Dallas, Texas. Matt, good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. What's up? James. Hey. hey I wanted I wanted to call you specifically. Uh, you know, not not the previous uh host, but Okay. I've I'm a so I'm a Mormon guy and I've I've heard you say that you had some Mormon friends in high school. Is that correct? True. What did you say? You're a you're a what guy? I'm a, a Mormon. Oh, you're a Mormon guy. Okay. Yeah, and I have had yeah, Mormon, Mormon friends in high school. And I just feel obligated to say to everyone who listens to you and and to Jesse that I am sorry for Mitt Romney, man. He is not a good example of us Mormons. Right on, man. He like he's a beta male for sure. I, he, I thought he was good when he was running against Obama. So did I. I would have voted for him if I was old enough, but I wasn't old enough to vote. Okay. At the time. I would have voted for him, kind of like black people voted for Obama, you know, kind of just because. Right. But, um, anyway, I didn't realize how much of a beta he was and how he, really, he's just upset that he, you know, lost to Obama and that he's, now he's just being like a woman with Trump, you know? Yeah. So, but, I mean, I just wanted, I just, you know, I feel bad because Mormons, I mean, typically we, you know, we're, no man is good, no people are good, but we have, you know, decent beliefs. You know, have white babies and yeah, no drinking and have, you know, no sex before marriage. So, anyway, I just wanted to apologize for Mitt Romney and uh, and say that's not how all Mormons are. You know, he is a, a bad example. 
Well, I appreciate that, Matt. There's no apology necessary. You're not responsible. <laughs> you're not. You're not responsible for what Mitt Romney does. And, of course, of course. You know, most Christians are phony. And, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people like to call the Mormon religion a cult. And they do. I, you know, what I realized is that most of the Christians, period, are a cult because they're not real, right. true Christians. And I, I do, will say this, yeah, if I can. Go so for there it. Is, there is kind of like a weird competition on who can be the most holy and who can give the best. They have, they have testimony meetings every first Sunday of the month. Yeah. Like who can give the most, the best testimony with the most tears. And it's a little bit of a weird competition on who, who can be the best Christian. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's not really how the church, that's just like a man-made thing. That's not really how God wants it. Yeah. So yeah, there is phoniness probably in all Christian religions. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just, you know, people believe in trying to, just a little competition and that's what I feel. Yeah, for sure. I do respect that you guys have like big families, lots of kids, and sure. white babies, <laughs> and you just <laughs> encourage responsibility, and that part is cool. But I was taken aback at the fact that um, that like fifty percent, right around there, disapproved of Obama. I mean, of Trump, and it seems like there is, is a right? rhino aspect. Yeah, it, of, well, Utah, Utah Republicans, Utah. which is heavily Mormon, right? You. And so yeah, I, I just you. have this sense, and I, I had, I, I had a coworker who was a Mormon uh, yeah. ten years ago, or actually during the Trayvon Martin things, and sure. he had this like feeling sorry for black people a little bit thing going, yeah. even though he was not falling for the the Mexicans work hard type of uh, thing, he was like tough. He seemed you like a where, strong personality, come, but where yeah, that could come from James. Yeah. So Mormons did not allow black people to be baptized until don't quote me on the year, but it was in 1970. It was 1970 something. Yeah. So there was like a weird, you know, we didn't we didn't allow black people to be baptized, right? And then we did. So, so now they have like a weird. There's like a weird guilt thing going on with that. that. That's a shame. Um, and so, but, you know, now black people are allowed to be baptized, you know, full members of the church, just like a white man, just like anybody. So now they've, so kind of the, like, they've gone the opposite extreme, like yeah, kiss, kissing yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, just like everyone else, with the, you know, yeah. uh, you know, going for the blacks and everything like that. So. Matt, are you, are you white or are you Hispanic or both? I am, I am white. Okay. <laughs> right on. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> just curious, because I know, I actually know a Mexican who's Mormon. It was interesting. There's a lot out. of Mormons who aren't white. It's a, it's a global church. It's, there's actually more non-white. Yeah. In Brazil, wow. and in Africa, and other countries. There's actually, it's not an American church. It's a, it's a worldwide church, so. Yeah. And it started with with white people. Right. <laughs> well, I appreciate I pre- appreciate the sentiments, man. Yeah. Yes, um, I voted for Romney, too. I kind of, you know, J- Jesse Lee Peterson actually endorsed him in 2008. Um, yeah. After meeting him and his family, but it turned oh, wow. out that he was um, not the person that he pretended to be. And uh, no, maybe he maybe was a good candidate at the time. Yeah, maybe not. But definitely now he's showing his true colors. Where he's just uh, he's like on Pelosi. He's like a Pelosi pretty much now. He's like a little beta male. Yeah, and uh, so, but I mean, maybe he was like this all along. I don't know. Right. Either way. Yeah. Who knows. I appreciate it, Matt. Nice hearing from you. 
All right, James. Yes, sir. Have a great day. All right. You as well. Bye. Let me get to... Let me get to Jamal out of Detroit, Michigan. First time caller. Jamal, thanks for calling. What's up? Uh, uh, hey, is this Hake? Yeah, this is Hake. James Hake. Hey, man. Let me just tell you, let me just tell you, Jamal, um, Trump may be coming up soon, so I may have to put you on hold or whatever. We'll see. All right? Okay, okay. Don't take it personal. I'll I'll try to get it in quickly. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm tuned into your show, and honestly... You spit some of the most vile, disgusting racism that I think I've ever heard in my whole life. Really? How old are you? I'm 27. Okay. Educated? Okay, I'm educated. All right. I went to college. I went to college. All right. I had a 4.0 GPA. Yeah. Uh, in African American studies. No. And, <laughs> excuse me? I said no. <laughs> did you go to college, sir? I did, yeah. You went to college in what, racism studies? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, man. I mean, well, I did take a couple of those like. classes. I, did, I took a couple of, I took Afro-American music history and a couple of classes of African-American history at, at Pasadena yeah. City College. And they right. were interesting, good classes. I liked them. But well, um, you, do know, you do know that black people invented peanut butter, right? I heard that. That's funny. That's nice. I appreciate peanut butter. Joel can't okay. have it. He, he's black, and he can't even, even have the black invention. <laughs> That's data. <laughs> That's he doesn't, data, yeah, he doesn't we, appreciate we it. He hates butter. it. We, we invented peanut butter and shit. So, and know. wet? Don't I say the S-H. Invent- Are you oh, really no, black? No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. No, <laughs> yeah, don't cuss. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a family-friendly show. Are, are you really black, or are you white? Uh, I'm black. I don't really talk like that, though. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But I like the work you're doing, Hank, saying them for white people and whatnot. And it is cool blacks and been in peanut butter, but that's about all they've done. Or all we've done, I apologize. You know, I got a little <laughs> Jesse going on there. Hey, <laughs> man. I myself in, but... Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate it. That's a nice call. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You have a good day. All right. You as well. By the way, how'd you find Jesse and Hake? Uh, I've been watching forever. I just okay. called her into troll, but I couldn't hold it together. Too funny. <laughs> well, right on, Jamal. And Jamal is your real name? No, my name is Alex. Alex, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Good uh, to hear from you, man. Yeah, you as well. Take All care. right, you as well. Let me get to David out of New York. David, what's up? Can you hear me? Hello, can you can you hear me? Yes. Yes, uh... How you doing, uh, uh, James? I talked to you before, uh, maybe the, the the end of the last year. I talked to you. Okay, yeah, I remember. I recognize your voice and accent. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I, I have a question. Uh, the impeachment with Donald Trump. It's 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 amazing. Um, uh, it's amazing. It it it's uh, blow my mind how American politics is so. Entertaining. <laughs> Where are you from again? From or, Kenya. From Kenya. Did you stay in? Are you the one who stayed in Canada for a while? No, no. Okay, I, just I, Kenya I, to I am, New York. Yeah, yeah, I am in, right. in New York. Um, yeah, and um, I realized I was trying to reach uh, Jesse Lee Peterson on the on, on the other other time, other hour. 
Okay. Uh, Jesse Peterson. And he, he, I believe he has a new, um, a new worker. Yes. A social media manager named Chris. He has gauges um, and, and yeah. good hair. He's white. <laughs> but, but I, I, I realize a lot of people don't mention this to him, but uh, this, his ears are missing. Oh, his ears are missing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has gauges yeah. in his ears. He stretched out his ears, and his earlobes are all stretched out, and there's holes in them. And he's expressed a desire to um, close those holes back up, but it requires surgery. And he doesn't want to spend the money for that at this time, or maybe he can't afford it at this time. Yes. And so he's in the meantime, he's wearing the gauges. It's an African, African practice. Yeah, it's like um, whatever you call it, when you steal somebody else's culture. We, no, we call it uh, Ishibuka. Ishibuka. Means, and what does it, is it signify anything? Yeah, appropriation. Thank you, Joel. Elephant butt. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. because he, the all represents the butt of an elephant. That is so. Every time I just see Peterson bring him on, I say, "Elephant man arrived." <laughs> wow, that is yes. inspiring. Appreciate that tip. You know what, David? I have to go because Trump is coming in. So appreciate okay. talking with you. Let's talk again, and okay. definitely talk to Jesse too when okay. you can. Bye, white man. All right, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> All right, let's switch over to, um, this is Fox 10 Phoenix, and I think President Trump is coming in. Let me know if you can hear this, and let me know if it's too and, loud, uh, too quiet. So they are getting a standing ovation there right now. Yeah. We are Can you hear her? Fine. Just too loud, too quiet? Let me know, from President chat. President Trump to make this first big presidential statement since being acquitted. I'm going to take the head-on shot now so we can see when those doors do open uh, for they're clapping. the president here. And, uh, well, if you remember late <laughs> Thank last you, year, week before Christmas, be like he gets impeached on the two articles. Then Nancy Pelosi let's, let's mute this again and then. impeachment. Um, like the- so I don't know if this is muted for you guys, but I'm just going to talk a little bit over it because it's still boring. Reporters are boring, right? <laughs> okay, they're clapping. I guess uh, once we see Trump, we'll we'll turn the sound back on. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States is coming soon. All right, let's go ahead. <laughs> Worldwide. You can go full screen. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. The Great White Hope. Thank you. Beta Bootcamp says, I love that man. Right on, man. <laughs> Go President Trump. <sighs> Standing ovation. 
Well, thank this you very much, everybody. Wow. We've all been through a lot together, and uh, we probably deserve that hand for all of us because uh, it's been a very unfair situation. Uh, I invited some of our very good friends, and we have limited room, but everybody wanted to come. We kept it down to a minimum, and believe it or not, this is a minimum. Uh, but a tremendous thing was done over the last number of months. But really, if you go back to it over the last number of years, we had the witch hunt. It started from the day we came down the elevator, myself and our future First Lady, who's with us right now. Thank you, Melania. Yeah, First Lady. Right on, Melania Trump. Volume low. And it never really stopped. Uh, we've been going through this now for over three years. Uh, it was evil, it was corrupt, it was dirty cops, uh, it was leakers and liars, and this should never, ever happen to another president, ever. I don't know that other presidents would have been able to take it. Some people said no, they wouldn't have. But I can tell you, at a minimum, uh, you have to focus on this because it can get away very quickly, no matter who you have with you, it can get away very quickly. It was a disgrace. Uh, had I not fired James louder, Comey, who was a disaster, by the way, uh, it's possible I wouldn't even be standing here right now. We caught him in the act. Dirty cops, bad people. If this happened to President Obama, a lot of people would have been in jail for a long time already, many, many years. Uh, I want to start by thanking some of, and I call them friends, because, you know, you develop friendships and relationships when you're in battle and war, much more so than, gee, let's have a normal situation. With all that we've gone through, we've done, I think, more than any president and administration. And really, I say, for the most part, Republican congressmen, congresswomen, and Republican senators, we've done more than any administration in the first few years. You look at all of the things we've done. I watched uh, this morning as they tried to take credit for the stock market from, from, think of that. Let me tell you, if we didn't win, the stock market would have crashed. And the market was going up a lot before the election because it was looking like we had a good chance to win. And then it went up tremendously from the time we won the election till the time we took office, uh, which was November 8th to January 20th. And that's our credit. That's all our credit. And leading up to that point was our credit, because there was hope. And one of the reasons the stock market's gone up so much in the last few days is people think we're doing so well. They liked the State of the Union speech. Very good. It really is. It's a true honor to give it. Uh, Mikey, in the State of the Union speech, I was with some people that have been around. They've been all over the world. And one of them said, highly sophisticated person, said, you know, no matter where you go in the world, it doesn't make any difference. There is nothing 
like what I witnessed tonight. The beauty, the majesty of the chamber, uh, the power of the United States, the power of the people in this room. A really an amazing evening. I don't think there is anything like that anywhere in the world. You can go to any other country, you can go to any other location, any other place. It's the beauty of everything. It's what it represents and how it represents our country. I want to start by introducing some of the people that are here. I know some are going to be left out, but they work so hard. And this is really not a news conference. It's not a speech. It's not anything. It's just we're sort of uh, it's a celebration because we have something that just worked out. I mean, it worked out. We went through hell unfairly, did nothing wrong, did nothing wrong. Yep. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. <laughs> Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. But this is what the end result is. Yeah. Nice. Washington Compost, Trump acquitted. Very nice. He's showing Trump acquitted on the Washington Post newspaper for those listening, audio only. John, you could take that home, honey, maybe we'll frame it. <laughs> It's the only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. Nice. But every paper is the same. Does anybody have those papers? Does anybody have them? Because they're really uh, like that, so I appreciate that. Uh, but some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I'd say, this is unfair, let's go to court, they say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. Sorry for the cussing. Through it's the true. Mueller report, and they should have come back one day later. They didn't. They came back two years later after lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money. People came to Washington to help other people. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I say. They came, one or two or three people in particular, but many people. We had a rough campaign. It was nasty. It was one of the nastiest, they say. They say, Andrew Jackson was always the nastiest campaign. Uh, they actually said, we topped it. It was a nasty, it was a nasty, both in the primaries and in the in the election. But you see, we thought after the election it would stop, but it didn't stop. It just started. And oh, tremendous corruption. Tremendous corruption. So we had a campaign. Little did we know we were running against some very, very bad and evil people with fake dossiers, with all of these horrible, dirty cops that took these dossiers and did bad things. They knew all about it. The FISA courts should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, it's a, a very tough thing. And then we ended up winning on Russia, Russia, Russia. It should have taken the one day, as I said, and it took years. Then Bob Mueller testified. That didn't work out so well for the other side. 
what they should have said that first week because it came out. Is that right, Jim Jordan? They knew in the first two days, actually. Devin, is that right? Two days. They knew that we were totally innocent. But they kept it going, Mark. They kept it going forever because they wanted to inflict political pain on somebody that had just won an election that to a lot of people was surprised. I mean, we had polls that said we were going to win. We had Los Angeles Times and a few, a few papers actually said it was we were going to win, but it was going to be close. And uh, we did win. It was one of the greatest wins of all time. And they said, okay, he won. And, you know, I wrote this down because that was where a thing called the insurance policy, to me, when I saw the insurance policy, and that was done long before the election, that was done when they thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And by the way, Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for millions, millions of dollars, the fake dossier. And now Christopher Steele admits that it's a fake because he got sued by rich people. I should have sued him too, but when you're president, people don't like suing. I want to thank my legal team, by the way, not for that advice, but for <laughs> other advice. Pat, Jay, Pat, you guys stand up. Please. Great job. Right at the beginning, they said, sir, you have nothing to worry about. All of the facts are on your side. I said, you don't understand. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And that was really true. They made up facts. A corrupt politician named Adam Schiff made up my statement to the Ukrainian president. He brought it out of thin air, just made it up. They say he's a screenwriter, a failed screenwriter. He tried to go in. Unfortunately, he went into politics after that. <laughs> Remember, he said the statement, which is a mob statement. Don't call me. I'll call you. I didn't say that. Fortunately, for all of us here today and for our country, we had transcripts. We had transcribers, professional transcribers. Then they said, oh, well, maybe the transcription is, is not correct. But Lieutenant Colonel Vidbin and his twin brother, right? We had some people that, really amazing. But we did everything. We said, what's wrong with it? Well, they didn't add this word or that. It didn't matter. I said, add it. They're probably wrong, but add it. So now everyone agrees that they were perfectly accurate. When you read those transcripts, Tim Scott, I don't know if Tim's here, but he said, sir, he's the first one to call me, sir, I read the transcript. You did nothing wrong. And Mitch, he stayed there right from the beginning. He never changed. And Mitch McConnell, I want to tell you, you did a fantastic job. Nice work, Mitch. Somebody said, you know, Mitch is quiet. And I said, he's not quiet. <laughs> he's not quiet. 
these are the people. He doesn't want people to know him. And they said, is Mitch smart? I said, well, let's put it this way. For many, many years, a lot of very smart, bad in many cases, sometimes good, but people have been trying to take his place. And to the best of my knowledge, I've never even heard the subject come up because they've been wiped out so fast. <laughs> this guy is great, and I appreciate it, Mitch. And he's also given us 191 now. 191 federal judges, two Supreme Court judges, right? Dang. 191. Yeah. Great guy. Recovering Great guy. He's a tough guy to read. I'm good at reading people. Tough guy to read, I'd call him. My wife would say, how'd you do with Mitch? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what makes him good, when you can read somebody. Fantastic job. And he understood right for this was crooked politics. This was crooked politics. How about all these people? They're running for office. They're saying the worst things about me, like eight senators on the Democrat side. Most of them got wiped out. You know, they got their 1% or less. Most of them got less. They decided to go home. Let's go back to California. Let's go back to wherever they came from. Let's go back to New York. How about that one? Our New York senator. Gillibrand. Let's go back to New York after they get nothing. And then they take an oath that they will be fair, that they will be reasonable, you know, all of the different things that they had to sign. They're not fair. But here's the beauty. So we have four left. They're saying the most horrendous things about me. It's okay, it's politics. And then they're supposed to vote on me. They're trying to replace me. And then they're supposed to be voting. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's incredible. But so, Mitch, I want to thank you very much. Incredible. And you have some of your folks here. And they're incredible people. And they've been right from the beginning. And again, you're out of session, unfortunately. I didn't, you know, I only told these folks, let's do this today. We did a prayer breakfast this morning. Nice. And I thought that was really good. In fact, that was so good, it might wipe this out. Yep. But by the end, by the time we finish, this will wipe that one out, those statements. <laughs> I had, uh, I had Nancy Pelosi sitting four seats away, and I'm saying things that a lot of people wouldn't have said, but I meant every, nice. every word of it. I loved it. But we have uh, some of the folks that are going to be leaving right after this, and they work hard, and they did work hard. Uh, Bill Cassidy, Senator. Stand up, Bill. What a guy. Great man, when I need to know about health insurance and pre-existing conditions and individual mandates, I call Bill, or I call Barrasso. We get those two guys, they know more than anybody. Uh, a man who just became a senator, he's a little bit like me. We have a couple of them. Very successful guy in business, and he said, what the hell? I'll run for the Senate from Indiana. And he ran, and I saw him on television destroying his opponent in a debate. I said, you know, this guy could win, and I got behind him. And Mike Braun, you have done some great job. Thank you very much. Tough. Tough. Thank you. A man who got James Comey to choke. <laughs> and he was just talking in his regular voice. He's the roughest man. He's actually an unbelievable, and I appreciate 
the letter you sent me today. I just got it. But he's got this voice that scares people. <laughs> you know, people from Iowa can be very tough. We're doing very well in Iowa. But I'll tell you, Chuck Grassley, he's looking at Comey. Well, you tell me, what did you say? <laughs> now, he wasn't being rough. That was just the way he talked. <laughs> and that was when Comey, I think that was when Comey announced that he was leaking, lying, and everything else, right? He choked because he never heard anybody talk like that. You know, you should have gone, if, I wish you got angry. You could have gotten the whole <laughs> ball game. He would have said, I give up. Chuck Grassley is an incredible guy. I don't care. He's a nice rhino. Trump makes these guys function. That's good. And a man who, uh, you know, he was running against a tough, smart campaigner. We learned out how good she was, right? She was a great campaigner. In fact, by the end of the campaign, she was actually, I thought she was more for me than you were, Josh. I was worried. I saw her ads. She was saying the greatest things about me. And you know who I'm talking about? And I went to a great place, Missouri, and I said, who do you have to beat her? And they said, well, we have four people. I said, let me see him. I got to interview people. Can you imagine? I'm interviewing people for the United States Senate. This is what I do. Where have I gone? But I love it. I love it because we're getting great people. The first one I met was Josh Hawley. Like After okay, about okay. 10 minutes, I said to the people, don't show me anybody else. This is the guy. <laughs> he was the attorney general, did a phenomenal job in the state, highly respected. And Claire McCaskill. So the theory was you couldn't beat her. Great campaign. I remember the last campaign she was going to be taken out. She was always going to be taken out, and she wins. And people say, how did that happen? Didn't happen with him. But she got so friendly toward me. In fact, one of the ads I still have, I'm putting it in the archives, is one of the best ads I've ever made. And she tried to convince people that we were best friends. But Josh ended up winning by five or six points. You were unbelievable. You were tough. And you are something. And one of the greatest supporters on the impeachment hoax was Josh Hawley. He was incensed, actually. I watched him. He was incensed at what they were doing and what they were saying. And those were the ones. You know, I had some that said, oh, I wish he didn't make the call. And that's OK. If they need that, it's, it's incorrect. It's totally incorrect. <laughs> and then you have some that used religion as a crutch. Mitt they Rami. never used it before. An article written today, never heard him use it before. But today, you know, it's one of those things. But, you know, it's a failed presidential candidate, so things can happen when you fail so badly running for president. Uh, but Josh Hawley, I want to thank you. You were right from the beginning. Man, did I make a good choice. Thank you, Jeff. Tremendous future. A man who is brilliant and who actually was deceived to an extent, it comes from a great state, Utah, where my poll numbers have gone through the roof. And one of the senators' poll numbers, and not this one, went down <laughs> big. You saw that? You saw that, Mike? Mitt Romney, I think. But Mike Lee is a brilliant guy. Oh, uh, Mike Lee. He's difficult. 
Whenever I sign bills, you know, we do sign a lot of legislation that's it's big and it's powerful, but it's sort of everybody has to approve it. And I see 99 to 1. 99 to 1. I say, don't tell me who's the one. Is it Mike? Yes. And he always has a good reason for it, too, by the way. But he is. He's incredible. And right at the beginning, he knew we were right, Mike. And I appreciate it very much. You're right. just fantastic. And say hello to the people of Utah and tell them, I'm sorry about Mitt Romney. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay? I used to kind of like my Mike Lee. We can say that Mike Lee is by far the most popular senator from the state. But you've done a fantastic job, Mike, in many ways. In many ways. A young woman who I didn't know at all, but she's been so supportive, and I've had great support from other people in that state, and she's been so supportive, and she's been downright nasty and mean about the unfairness to the president. And Kelly Loeffler, I appreciate very much. Thank you. Oh, uh, she's a pretty blind one, I think. She saw it very early on. And we have, uh, I don't know if we have other senators here, but we got a hell of a lot of congressmen. I'll go over them quickly, but they have, they have also been, uh, you know, it helped when we won 197 to nothing. That's got to be a first, Kevin, right? Is that like a first? The Republicans have this image. See, I say Democrats are lousy politicians because they have lousy policy. Open borders, sanctuary cities, they have horrible policy. Who the hell can win? Oh, the new policy is raise taxes. They want to raise taxes. You know, all my life, I wasn't in politics, but I'd say, if you're a politician, you want to say, we're going to lower taxes. They want to raise taxes. So they have open borders, sanctuary cities, raise everybody's taxes. Get rid of everybody's health care, 180 million people in the United States, and they're really happy. And we're going to give you a health care that's going to cost more money than the country could make in 30 years if it really does well. That's one year. So I've always said they're lousy politicians, but they do two things. They're vicious and mean. Vicious. These people are vicious. Adam Schiff is a vicious, horrible person. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. True. And she wanted to impeach a long time ago when she said, I pray for the president. I pray for the president. She doesn't pray. She may pray, but she prays for the opposite. But I doubt she prays at all. To Satan. And these are vicious people. But they do two things. They stick together. Historically, I'm not talking now. They stick together like glue. That's how they impeached, because they had whatever the number is, 220 people. So if they don't lose anybody, they'll be able to impeach anybody. You could be George Washington. You could have just won the war. And they say, let's get him out of office. And they stuck together, and they're vicious as hell. And they'll probably come back for more, but maybe not, because the Republican Party's poll numbers, Mitch, have now gone up more than any time, I think, since 2004, 2005. And you know what happened then? But in normal times, decades, you would call it. That was a little unusual time. It was for a very short period. Uh, the Republicans' party, party's poll numbers and Donald Trump's poll numbers are the highest I've ever had them. So maybe they were. 
It's no way to get your poll numbers up. It's not worth it. Because from my family standpoint, it's been very unfair for my family. It's been very unfair to the country. Yeah. Think of it. A phone call. A very good phone call. Perfect. I know bad phone calls. This is a phone call where many people, I think Mike Pompeo was probably on the call. Where's Mike? Mike Pompeo was on the call. Uh, many people were on the call. I know that many people. They even have a printi, bringing up an old favorite word of mine, the apprentice. They have a printi. They have people on these calls. And I know there are many, when I speak to the head of a nation, and they have many people on. I mean, also, do you think they're just, in the case of Ukraine, he's a new president. He seems like a very nice person, by the way. His whole thing was corruption. He's going to stop corruption. We even have a treaty. 2001, 1999. It's a treaty, signed treaty, that we will work together to root out corruption in Ukraine. I probably have a legal obligation, Mr. Attorney, to report corruption. But they don't think it's corrupt when a son that made no money, that got thrown out of the military, that had no money at all, is working for $3 million up front, 83000 a month, and that's only Ukraine. Then goes to China, picks up one and a half billion dollars. Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Then goes to Romania, I hear, and many other countries. They think that's okay. Where's Hunter? Because if it is, is Ivanka in the audience? Is Ivanka? <laughs> Boy, my kids could make a fortune. <laughs> I think could make a fortune. It's corrupt. But it's not even that. It's just general corruption. And the other thing is mentioned in the call, and something that I've told Mike Pence, our great vice president, I would tell him all the time. And I told him when he went on the trip, because he was over there. He never mentioned anything about this when you had your meeting. It's a terrible thing. But I told Mike, I said, Mike, we're giving them money. And, you know, you're always torn about that, because we have our country to build, we have our cities to build, and our roads to fix. But we're giving them money. Tell me. Why isn't Germany paying money? Why isn't France? Why isn't United Kingdom paying money? Why aren't they paying money? Why are we paying the money? Is that a correct statement, Mike? I say, find out what the hell's going on. And I told that to all of my people, OMB. I said, nice. I asked that question. How much is Germany paying? Why isn't Germany paying? Why is the United States always the sucker? Because yep. we're a bunch of suckers. But that's turning around fast. Nice. But it makes it harder when stuff like this happens, because you want to focus, and you want to focus perfectly. Think what we could have done if the same energy was put into infrastructure, prescription drug prices. Think of what we could have done. And I'm now talking both sides. Think of what we could have done if we had the same genius, because it's genius. I will say, it's genius on the other side. Maybe even more so, because they took nothing and brought me to a final vote of impeachment. That's a very ugly word to me. It's a very dark word, very ugly. They took nothing. They took a phone call that was a totally appropriate call. I call it a perfect call, because it was. And they brought me to the final stages of impeachment. But now we have that gorgeous word. I never thought a word would sound so good. It's called total acquittal. Nice. Total acquittal. Right on. So, 
So I want to, uh, if I could, real fast, just introduce a few of the people. I have to start with, uh, I have to start with Kevin. Man, did you do a job. Lucky you're there. Kevin McCarthy, I guess. Lucky you're there. Kind of a rhino, but. Because wouldn't have worked out. If you don't have the tough. right people, I'll tell you, Kevin McCarthy has done an incredible job. Bakersfield, represent. <laughs> you from California. Kind of a rhino, but. We'll work with him, right? That's just kind of a line. And he loves his job, and he loves his country. Tell you what, Mitch and Kevin, they love what they do. Now, Mitch wouldn't even tell you he liked it. <laughs> Say, Mitch, do you like it? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's, he's the greatest poker player, right? Kevin will say, I love it, right? And I will say that uh, you're going to be Speaker of the House because of this impeachment hoax. I really believe it. I really yeah, believe I hope it. so. And I'm going to work hard on it. I'm going to try and get out to those Trump, those Trump areas that we won by a lot. And, you know, in 18, we didn't win. We just won two seats in North Carolina, two wonderful seats in North Carolina that were not supposed to be won. But I went and I made speeches and we had rallies and we did a great job and we won. We took two seats. Nobody writes about that. If we lost them, it would have been the biggest story of the year. But uh, we're going to go. We're going to do a job. And we're going to win a lot of seats. We're going to win a lot of seats. People are very angry that Nancy Pelosi and all of these guys, I mean, Nadler, I know him much of my life. Fat Jerry. He's fought me in New York for 25 years. I always beat him. <laughs> And I had to beat him another time. And I'll probably have to beat him again. Because if they find that yeah. I happen to walk across the street and maybe go against the light or something, let's impeach him. So yeah. we'll probably have to do it again because these people have gone stone cold crazy. Remember but I've that. beaten them all my life. And I'll beat them again if I have to. But what they're doing is very unfair. Very unfair. So Kevin McCarthy has been great. So a few names, right? And there'll be a few you forget. If you want, you can raise, and I'll say, great, love to have you, wonderful. <laughs> but we're going to do the best we can. And I have my cabinet, but my cabinet's different. I appoint them, OK? I didn't see all of them helping so much. You know, they were running their, <laughs> their various bureaucracies, right? Now, my cabinet's great, and they're all here. But today is the day to celebrate these great warriors, right? These are great warriors. They really fought hard for us. And so I'll start Kelly Armstrong, North Dakota. Kelly, thank you. Great job. Right. Great job. Jim Banks of Indiana. Jim, thank you. Great job. Wow, that's cool. I think he's Andy name Biggs. Where's Andy? Boy, oh I recognize boy, that name. Andy, Andy Biggs. He got There's a guy. He's tough. I hear we're doing well in Arizona, huh? It's going good, yeah? Well, I think so. I think I saw a poll that was very good for me. I think we have to make sure Martha's going to do. I think Martha's going to do good. But we have some states that are going to be uh, not easy. But Arizona has been great. And we're stopping illegal aliens from coming in. We're putting up walls. New Mexico, too, a state that's never been in play for Republicans, is totally in play. Nice. Right. Nevada's really looking good. We're, we're doing well. We're doing well. We're going to have a great. There's more spirit. I will say this. There's more spirit now for the Republican Party by far than the Democrats. You know, Mike Pence just got back from a place, a beautiful place 
that Chuck Grassley knows well, Iowa. And he was talking about this fiasco, the Democrats. They can't count some simple votes, and yet they want to take over your health care system. Think of that. No, think of that. But Good point. we also had an election out there, and we got 98 percent of the vote. We have two people running, you know, and I guess they consider them non-people. But they are running. I mean, one was a governor. One was a congressman. They're running. We've got 98 percent of the vote. And everybody from the media was saying, who are those crowds over there? You know, they expect it to be one of these competitive where everybody's running because they want to win, they want to win. And it was Trump, right, Mark Meadows? It was Trump. This was a Trump crowd. And a lot of, actually, a lot of my guys went there. They went to Iowa. And a lot of friends went there. And we had tremendous, uh, they say the spirit. The spirit for the Republican Party right now is stronger, I think, than it's ever been in the history of our country. I think it's stronger than it's ever been. And that includes Honest Abe Lincoln. You know, a lot of people forget Abe Lincoln. Honest Abe. I wish you were here. I'd give him one hell of an introduction. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was a Republican. <laughs> Abe Lincoln, Honest Abe. Some of you guys don't like him. <laughs> Bradley Byrne, Alabama. What a great place. Thank you, Bradley. Alabama, I love Alabama. A man who has been a, an unbelievable friend of mine and spokesman and somebody that, that I really like. And I know, Kelly, you're going to end up liking him a lot. Something's going to happen that's going to be very good. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But Doug Collins, where is he? Where is Doug? I like him. He's all right. You have been so Says great. good things. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very Maybe much. Maybe at the bottom of the hour. I mean, talk. Yeah, thank you. Really amazing job. A young man who is born with a great gene, because I know his father and how great a politician he was, but uh, he's from Florida. Sometimes controversial, but actually he's not controversial. He's solid as a rock, and he's a friend of mine, Matt Gates. Matt? He's all right. Thank you, Matt. I like some of the stuff he says. job. He was wrong recently, though, I think. All right. This guy. So... He's the NCAA, meaning a couple of years ago when he was in college, wrestling champion. NCAA, that's the big deal. That means in all of college, you're the champ. You're the best. His record was ridiculous. Nobody, would, nobody could beat him. And I see it. You know, every time I see it, when I first got to know him, Jim Jordan, oh. when I first got to know Jim, the wrestler? I said, uh, huh, he never wears a jacket. <laughs> what the hell's going on? He's obviously very proud of his body. <laughs> and they say where he works out, you know, with the congressmen, senators, they work at, they say when Jim works out, even though he's not as young as he was, but they, he works out, the machine starts burning. You know, it's just a different form of a workout than us. Right, Sonny? And there he is. Look at that guy. But one day I'm looking. Like Jesse Lee Peterson. And he looks tough. And I'm looking, and I'm looking at those ears. And I say, those ears have something going on there. I said, did you ever wrestle? Yeah, I did. But he doesn't talk. But I checked. This guy was a, this guy was a champion top, top wrestler. And when I had the top, I had all of the teams. And by the way, uh, your Super Bowl champions are coming. I think next week or soon, very soon. And they, every one of them want to be here. And the coach loves us. The coach is great, Andy Reid. 
And uh, every one of them want to be here. Uh, we have uh, people love it. But we had all of the NCAA championship teams here. They had the golf, the basketball, the, they had every team here. And one of the teams was wrestling. The wrestling team was that Penn State. And Penn State won the title. They have a great team. And I walked up with Jim, and it's like I didn't exist. <laughs> Those wrestlers, they <laughs> grabbed him. They love nice. Jim Jordan, and we love you too, because you are some warrior. Right on, Jim Jordan. A woman who uh, became a star. We have a couple of women that became stars, you two. And uh, I always liked the name of her, you know, I liked the name, Lesko. I liked it. That's how I picked it. I liked the name. I saw that face. I saw that everything. They gave me cards. She had like seven opponents, right? And you have no idea how much the public appreciates how smart, how sharp you are. This I can't tell. Can't tell. They just said, you know, she's really good. She's really talented. And I said, let's go. We worked with her. She won her race. Tough race. It's no longer tough because what she does out there is, is incredible. Arizona loves her. But you were so incredible representing, I don't say me, representing our country and getting it out of this impeachment hoax. What you going? did was incredible. After so, Debbie, Alex. please stand up. Debbie, let's go. A man who I, I became very friendly with. I don't know why. We'll go a little longer. Do you ever have where? I'll ask the media. We'll go five minutes over. Certain people call, you take their calls. Other people call. If they don't have information, they won't take anybody's call. But other people call, and you don't. This is a guy, he just is just a very special guy. His wife, I actually like better than him, to be honest. <laughs> Because he doesn't know that I know that he didn't actually support me right from the beginning, but she did. <laughs> and on my worst day, right? On my worst day, my worst. I won't tell you why it was my worst, but it was not one of those good days. She got on a bus, got many other buses, and women all over North Carolina, and they toured North Carolina. Nice. Well, Mark was back sort of semi-supporting another candidate, which he ended up leaving very quickly. I don't think you had a choice because of your wife. But thank her. And Mark Meadows, he's an extraordinary guy. I mean, the only problem is, I guess he's announcing he'd only win by 40 points. You're watching News Now on Fox right. 10 Extra. President Let's, Trump continuing. I guess we'll end this. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you putting up with Trump's speech. I kind of like when Trump talks. Most transparent president ever so right on to that so guys i want to i do have to end this because we have stuff to do but let me just read some super chats and then i have something to acknowledge and some other statements dark side of the bear what says one more hour of hake and four more years of trump nice after the move i should be able to do that's what i'm planning on doing the extra hour, two hours of Hake. Um, Bush Bathshe Beer, I don't know if she said this. I don't know if you read this one, Joel. Are Southern Blacks, this was during Jesse's show, Jesse Lee Peterson's show last hour, I think. Are Southern Blacks wiser to being used than North? That's a good question. And uh, 
Turtle Broman Bro- Bro- says, if Blatz willingly hates whites, is that free will? No. They are influenced by evil, right? I liked Jesse's explanation of it. Influence. It's a great word. And Beard the Butcher with a diamond. Don't forget about me, buddy. I won't, Beard the Butcher. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. I'm going to go on Asmodore's show. Your commentary was perfect compared to Alex Jones. Yes. Thank you, Keck Radio. <laughs> awesome. Flip a coin for healthcare. <laughs> and Caroline from New York says, We need him to be president forever, referring to Trump. Forever. Never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Tears. Right on. And she said, also said, I used to like Mike Lee, which he was, Mike Lee and Ted Cruz were it uh, for us conservatives back in the day. Till he pushed hard for H-1B visas, which for, for Indians to replace American workers. Good point, Caroline. And speaking of Caroline, I have a birthday shout out. It is, and you heard this on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, Caroline from New York's birthday. Many of you may not have heard her in the past because you're recent viewers or listeners, but she calls in from time to time and used to call in a lot. Things, you know, life situations changed and stuff, but still a great friend, gives great tips and different things like that, feedback. And Caroline from New York, this song is for you. Birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to ya. Caroline from New York, (laughs) right on to you. Thank you. And by the way, Caroline DM'd me. And my, on my call with Chris, the Mexican-American who was born here, who was a veteran, whom I didn't respect for being a veteran, it's a couple days ago. This friend said, James, you handled that Chris Mexican fella perfectly. Pure love. Very inspiring. American flag. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, tomorrow on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, I will be guest hosting along with Joel, Joel and I. And we will be playing some Jesse Lee Peterson highlights, 20-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute highlights, maybe a 37-minute long one, but um, some highlights. I'll be taking calls if you want to call in. And then, of course, my show, The Hake Report, will be a a typical, regular The Hake Report show on the fourth hour. But I want to play some old 2013-2014 classics that have not seen the light of day since 2013-2014 for no good reason at all. So we're going to bring them to you tomorrow. Check them out. Dr. Martha Burke, a feminist, gets the chicken song. The very first interview with Sally Cohn, the feminist from CNN. Lesbian. She's been on Jesse's show before. On rape culture is too real. And she gets the chicken song too. It's kind of interesting. Maybe she didn't deserve it. Maybe she did. And I have some classic callers for you as well. The, the Earl from Michigan before Earl from Michigan. <laughs> All right, guys. See you tomorrow. And um, stay cool. <laughs> Thehakereport.com and um, jlptalk.com. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs>